Good day, everyone. Welcome back to the 23 Podcast. Parker Kern here along with Father Jeff McBeth. Father, how are you doing today? Doing all right, and I hope everybody's doing all right out there listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's definitely a fun time for us here at the church. Lots, I guess, starting to go on here in the next couple weeks. I know this weekend we got a big weekend coming up with all sorts of events. Yeah, again, we have uh, the Knights of Columbus have their um, pancake breakfast. Um, it's always kind of... Like nice, you can like start to smell it in church, even in church. That's, you know, it kind of it somehow gets down the um, oh, the connecting hallway, yeah. and then even into the into the the church building here. I always joke that like I should take the incense thurible, and then you know, light the charcoal, and then put a little batter on it, and then kind of go around. <laughs> oh. You know, just to hopefully not no one's too scandalized by that. I wouldn't actually do that, of course. Uh, no. But um, you can start to yeah, you can start to smell it, and so that's going on. And then during that time, too, we have our little um, local Catholic elementary school fair. Yeah. Five or six uh, different schools will be represented there in the atrium mm-hmm. right outside around Cali Hall. And then Connection Point in the, um, in the, at 1230, yeah. probably in the student center. So for those who are interested in uh, learning more about the parish and joining. Yeah. Yeah. One, so. of, one of my greatest pleasures is opening up, because I usually open up the church on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times the, the, the folks who, who cook for FFF mm. are here. Right. Um, and so I'm always, you know, I always ask them, like, what's what's on the menu today? Yeah. Like, what are we making? You know, and of course, every time it's it's always very good. Those I people mean, are great. Shout out to those people. Oh, my gosh. I mean, so good. it's just such giving of your time and your talent and, you know, just so, so great to, to have that be, you know, a... a an aspect of, of, you know, the ministry here. I know, oh, yeah. you know, one of our core values is hospitality and, uh, serving others and, you know, serving others, a delicious meal yeah, is one of the best ways to kind of embody that. Yeah. So, uh, just, just props to those that, that do that. I was down there a couple of weeks ago and I was like, man, this is just, this is it's amazing. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Right? Yeah. And, and you find that, um, you know, the people that are, in the program really start to kind of open up around the table, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like it's a, it's a dinner or breakfast conversation and they, right. they might not know each other mm-hmm. very well, but um, you know, that there's, there's no better conversation area than that. In my opinion, that at, than you know, at a dining table yeah. and, and being, you know, just eating with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's just a good way to kind of build further, build the community here. No, it's great. Yeah, God has just blessed that all so much. It's truly really awesome. Absolutely. So, yeah, and then of course, um, coming up Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's here. So so yeah, the Sunday for those liturgical uh, uh, geeks out there, it's our last Sunday to wear green in like yep. more than three months between Lent and Easter and the solemnities that fall on Sunday after that. It's uh. It could be like you know, it'd be like June before we're uh, like late May into June before we're in green on Sunday again. Yeah. So it's um, good good season time to, to do that. Though. Yeah, of in course. June. Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, Ash Wednesday we have masses at uh, nine a.m. and also a five p.m. and seven p.m. Whoa! And yeah. so there's a couple of different options uh, for you to uh, yeah just enter our enter the Lenten season uh, on that uh, on that special. On that special Wednesday. It's going to be a great day. So, 
Yeah. And I think I mentioned before, not that anyone cares, but I actually have my annual physical that day and I have a dentist appointment that day. Wow. Too. You're you're all in. It's I'm all in, man. You are all in. And I got a I got a very sad note in the mail yesterday that I have to get blood drawn for that. So oh, I'm hoping and I have totally to fast. So I was like, I hope you know. Well like before? Yeah, I have to fast for twelve hours. So like I'm gonna probably I'm gonna probably like play the nine AM. Like mm-hmm. come to mass, play, and mm-hmm. then like go right up because my doctor's right up the street. Mm-hmm. Get my blood drawn, and then go in for my appointment. Gotcha. So, I'm just I'm gonna be running on water and black coffee. Yeah, so. it'd be rough if you had to like fast the day before. Yeah. It's like fast it's twelve Tuesday. hours. Twelve right, hours. Wednesday, of course, is a day of probably good to know a day of uh, fasting and abstinence. Yes. Anyway, no um, meat that day. Anyways. So right, no meat and just one full meal. Um, yeah. So it works if, out if perfectly for me. Uh, technically, if you're between 14 and 65, I believe. So, um, yeah, uh, and it's the same on Good Friday. Then, of course, all the all the Fridays of Lent yep. are, are uh, abstaining from meat. Yeah. Um, so just good reminders, you know, because we sort of get out of that. Oh yeah, out of that habit. I, I was just thinking of someone in my uh, my first parish. He came to the evening Ash Wednesday Mass, and he's like, "I forgot it was Ash Wednesday." I had two double cheeseburgers for lunch. <laughs> two double cheeseburgers. That's like four cheeseburgers. <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he forgot. So bad. you know, obviously, if we forget things, I feel know. like that dude needs an annual visit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like he should it be going probably, to the doctor, and not me. On probably, they probably right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Maybe check his check his cholesterol or something, man. That's, That's hilarious. I mean, good for him. Man. I'll have to send him a copy of this. You got the uh, metabolism. Of the podcast. For it. You go. You go hard. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Mine is not what it used to be, even when I was fifteen. It's like, yeah. man, I can't. I can't. Wait you know, to you. Yeah. Wait to your. Can't eat Mike and Ike's anymore. Yeah. My my cousin used to have a a thing of Mike and Ike's in That's his impressive. car. It was like it was a you know. It's like he. You know, like right in the cigarette tray, like uh-huh. it was like lighting a cig. Right. He just pop a Mike and Ike, and just like That's... he'd be like Mike and Ike. You know, you get in the car, it's just like you have a Mike and Ike. It's like what the heck is this? So then I started doing that, and then wow. you know, and then he got like seventeen cavities, and you know, I mean, yeah, wow. he looks like Frankenstein now inside of his butt. But you know, mm. God bless him. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've evaded that for most of the time, mm. but I don't. I've know. just evaded Mike and Ike's in general, yeah. of course, in my life. But yeah. that's just me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely afraid of what my dentist is going to say because they got to take they got to take x-rays oh. so i'm getting x-rays blood work on ash wednesday man i know you guys uh, i should like do a video like follow me around my that's something you're it's gonna be great yeah it's very penitential i'm either gonna be depressed at the five and seven or i'm gonna be really happy yeah um <laughs> based on or, my or, health or maybe uh maybe just a happy middle hopefully a happy middle man, uh, and- that would be fine with me that would be fine with me yeah. So, anyways, enough yeah. about enough about my health, Father. Wow. Anything else? Anything else going on in your life right now? Um. Yeah. No. I. I think nothing in particular. Just. Just floating along. And. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, sometimes no news is good news. So yeah, I'm just. Uh, I feel that. Just kind of take it. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's just a lot of great things over the course of, of the week. You know, um, your ministry here at the parish and on the weekends, especially, which is always a great time. And oh, for sure. Yeah. Just always nice to dive into that and um mm-hmm. see what uh lent brings brings here oh i should mention we i do have on thursday uh the 15th is a um advent day of grace and mercy lent day um grace. so i will be um even though it's just the day after ash wednesday um i'll be uh, offering confession all day long sacrament of reconciliation 
kind of had to fit where I didn't have anything in my schedule and uh, I could yeah. I could block it off. Yeah. So starting after just our regular morning 9 a.m. mass, and then really through the six o'clock hour. Um, so um, on the hour for 15 minutes at least, mm. um, I'll be available. Uh, if it goes past that, obviously it's fine. Yeah. But that's on Thursday the 15th. So okay. especially good, you know. On Ash Wednesday, we kind of recognize our sort of need for um, the Lord to bring, you know, blow new life into us. And, mm-hmm. of course, that's what happens at the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Um, so um, that's on the 15th, on Thursday. And then just the next week, on Thursday the 22nd, we have uh, our parish penance service, mm-hmm. our tra- more traditional Lenten par- par- parish penance service, 7 o'clock on the 22nd. And, of course, we always have reconciliation available Wednesdays at 9.30 and then Saturdays at 3.30. So, yeah, a lot of opportunities. It's the, the time of year to, to do that. Um, so we want to make sure you know about all of our op- special opportunities coming up for that. Yeah, that's it's really great. One of the best ways to really truly enter into lent yep yep for sure for sure yep well our gospel today uh for the sunday comes uh, we're continuing in mark chapter one and um this is immediately following last week's gospel this is mark chapter one verses 40 to 45 a leper came to jesus and kneeling down begged him and said if you wish you can make me clean Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, see that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad, that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. Yeah. I think um, there's a lot with, uh, of course, leprosy. It's a skin disease caused by a bacteria. Creates, like, I don't know, ulcers on your skin and... Right skin deformation of you know your body and even loss of limbs and it's just sort of you know an awful disease that especially back then really was just incurable you know for the most part yeah. and so it was kind of a a death sentence but i think how how we want to look at this too um, i want to read our first reading oh um that kind of describes um you know what what lepers had to deal with not only was it this illness but because it was contagious you know they, they tried to keep people away Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, our first reading is from Leviticus 13, a couple verses at the beginning, and then it, it skips uh, until towards the end. So the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, if someone has a skin, if someone has on his skin, a scab or a pustule or blotch, what appears to be the sore of leprosy, he shall be brought to Aaron, the priest, or to one of the priests among his descendants. If the man is leprous and unclean, the priest shall declare him unclean by reason of the sore on his head. The one who bears the sore of leprosy shall keep his garments rent and his head bare, and shall muffle his beard, and he shall cry out, Unclean! Unclean! As long as the sore is on him, he shall declare himself unclean, since he is, in fact, unclean. 
He shall dwell apart, making his abode outside the camp. So not only did lepers have to deal with um, the physical disease, they literally were were ostracized. They mean yeah. they couldn't live at home. They couldn't live in town. Um, they couldn't because they were declared unclean. They were not allowed to go into the temple. So it kept them away from horrible from from their relationship with God. In this sense, you know, they couldn't yeah. go in the temple and worship like everybody else could or offer sacrifice. It was like this complete um, being sort of cast apart. You know, you couldn't get near anybody. You know, you had to yell that unclean, unclean as we heard, so that people knew you were coming, so they wouldn't you know accidentally bump into you. You know, um, and then be declared themselves unclean, whether they actually got the disease or not. The whole thing was just yeah, what you know, a rough life. Awful. Yeah, just totally awful. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that this leper comes to Jesus and doesn't say, heal me. He says, if you wish, you can make me clean. You know, so not just the physical healing, but also being declared clean so he can go back into the temple, so he can be declared as being, you know, fit to rejoining family and his community and everything um, like that. And so, um, again, no one was supposed to even go near a leper. Um but Jesus, because, you know, he can't be contaminated because, um, you know, he's the, he's God, um, touched him, you know, stretched out his hand and touched the leper, you know, which no one would have, have done. You know, if you did, you were declared yourself unclean. Um, and so it was a super bold move to reach out and, and, and touch this leper, um, which I think is a good, um, example for us too, like, as horrible as we just sort of describe leprosy as being like nothing and none of us are beyond the reach of, of God. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus yeah. can touch any of us, you know, in a place that almost seems untouchable. And that's part of, uh, part of his greatness and really what he wants to do for us. Yeah. Agreed. And, um, you know, it's funny that he goes and publicizes it to everybody. Like Jesus says, don't tell anybody. And then he goes and just... Right, kind of like how we talked about last week, you know, wasn't his time. People right. didn't quite get who he was. He didn't want to just be like this cult of personality and all the sensational stuff he was doing. Um, the guy couldn't help it. Yeah, he couldn't it, help. I mean, he was like, so excited. Like, like, if that was you and me, like, could we keep it quiet? Like, no, I don't think all. so. No, yeah. I wouldn't be able to, yeah. Even though he's, like, doing what Jesus told him not to do, which is generally a bad idea. Yeah, it's probably not great, but, I mean, I think... In a sense, obviously, Jesus knew what he would do. Sure. Like, he was like, okay, even though he, I'm going to tell this guy. He had guy, to try anyway, right? Right, yeah. It's like so, talking to a kindergartner. It's like, okay, <laughs> don't touch, don't, you know. Try to keep don't your hands put, to yourself. Don't put marker on your hands, mm-hmm. right? Like, put marker yeah. on my hands? Yeah, right. Is that what you said? Yeah, right. yeah it's exactly. Like, yeah. Right. But, uh, I mean, more than that, it's, um, you know, Jesus, again, like you said, reaching out and, you know, and and that act of reaching out, I think, kind of as you touched on, is not to be overlooked yeah. at all. Because, again, and you know, not to be morbid or dark here, but we look at the last couple years we've had in this country with our with this COVID. Sure, that's exactly what it was, right? People would be infected, they'd be cloistered in their houses, they wouldn't be able to move for right. a certain amount Social of time. Social distancing. Right. Like, I mean, even now there's still, there's still things that are, you know, put in place to ensure that that, you know, that it doesn't continue to rapid fire yeah. go. And, you know, it'd be like, you know, Jesus coming in and just touching all the folks that had that horrible disease that have, you know, stolen many lives from people, taken their lives. 
and and healing them. I mean, again, we don't think that um, somebody that was healed like that wouldn't just right. proclaim it. So yeah. I, I I give the guy credit for you know being so excited, but I think more than that, the act of the reaching out. Yeah, and that's what we can take away from this yeah. is the act of the reaching out, um, and it might not be touching someone and healing their sickness, but it could be a lot of different things that we can help them with to to make their life better or to to help them through something that they might not be able to get through on their own. I think it's important to remember, um, like at Mass, maybe just because it becomes routine to us or maybe just the mystery that um, Christ's body, blood, soul, divinity is within this simple bread and wine, like... Jesus literally touches us at mass, yeah. you know, and, and like comes into us. And even, even for myself, you know, as I'm doing all the stuff I need to do at mass, you know, I, I even like forget that sometimes or don't, don't think of it as it's not on the top of my mind as much as it should be. Like Jesus is literally like touching my life right now. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, maybe that, that would help sort of me bear more fruit if I really like, yeah. knew that and invited him into that um you know where where i need to be touched in life um knowing that uh, he literally is doing that at that moment yeah um a cool thing too about this um i don't know about maybe closer hung word but interesting so the lepers you know as we talked about were outside you know, they live outside the city outside the wherever you know live apart by themselves um and so jesus heals them um, so the leper is able to come back into the community. Um, but then because the guy publicized the whole matter, um, and it was spread everywhere, it said it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly, openly. He remained outside yeah. in so deserted now he's places. With, yeah. So there's this, this reversal. He heals the one who was outside in deserted places. And now because of that, he kind of has to be the one who has to stay outside in deserted places because yeah. otherwise, like, people are just going to, you know, keep coming yeah. to him from everywhere. Yeah, he went viral. As it says. And so, um, you know, Jesus heals this man at a, at a cost to himself, which, which, again, I guess, foreshadows is ultimately what he does for us on the cross. Yeah. You know, that um, he didn't think, like, well, if I do this, um, we might have thought it, but didn't act on it. Right. You know, if I do this, then this is what's going to happen to me. Yeah. And I'm, you know, people aren't going to, they're not going to leave me alone. Yeah. It was a selfless act, not a selfish act. Right. He, he probably knew the ramifications yeah. for himself before and during and, and after, but did anyway. He want, yeah. 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 Which again, it's just such, it's the, the greatness of our God, yeah. you know, and his desire to, um, to do that. And again, at Mass is where we encounter, um, you know, what Christ has done for us, mm-hmm. you know, on the cross and have a communion in that. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, just so amazing. You know, when we think about it in, in that way. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, to think that you during, you know, the transubstantiation, right. You're in that moment, you're connecting all of us directly to, I mean, God literally coming right. to us, um, which is, you know, that's gotta be insanely powerful for you um though i understand you know it's pretty you know standardized as to how it's done uh but i'm sure that that moment for you i mean that 
Can and you speak to that? Yeah, at all? there's certainly times more than others that you're aware of all that. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to be, but you know, again, you sort of get get caught up in like, okay, I gotta, you know, right. do the stuff and and say the words, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it unfortunately becomes a little bit of a routine, and routines aren't bad. You know, yeah. and rituals, you know, aren't bad. That's why we have them. Sure. Um, right. So it's it is hard to get get sort of caught up in the in the mystery of it all and have that you know really be palpable. This reminded me of a quote from St. John Vianney. He said, if we really knew what happened in Mass, we would all die of joy. So maybe it's good that we're not, the heaven isn't completely opened up to us <laughs> right, <laughs> in yeah. that moment. You know, and that's why we, we had to hold it by faith in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and trust, yeah, almost. Yeah, that, it, that, it, that, is, that is, you know, it is what it is, and he, who he is, you know, and all that. And, um, you know, otherwise it would be like, whoa, and... Um, which would be great in a lot of ways, but then it also deepens our faith, you know, that, that, like you said, that trust that it's, you know, it's still the Lord. And, um, some days maybe we're more aware of that than others. Yeah. Um, a good reminder anyway, even like I said, for myself, you know, to, uh, to really be aware of what the mass is. Yeah. And again, that, that continual outreach that we can, you know, continue to, lean into as we go, you know, as we go outside. I think Father Rose often says in his, you know, sermons, homilies that, you know, the most important door in this yep. church is the exit door. Yep. Because after we come in and we're fed, we're supposed to go out and feed. Yeah. And, you know, or after we're healed, we're supposed to go out and heal, right? In this in this weekend sense. Um so I think, you know, for all of us it's a, it's a good reminder to really just take what we have take you know the body of Christ inside of us and and act as that and act on that throughout yeah our life. and we're all we're all sent to do that you know all the different options at the end I'll start with go and um, that's right even the word mass you know comes from the Latin you know ita, ita missa est go you are sent oh, wow. so even the whole like word mass involves our being sent yeah um, that's interesting yeah Fun Catholic fact for the day. Amen. Amen. Well, well Father, at this point, uh, probably good to wrap up with some prayer. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I'm Holy Spirit. Almighty God, we um, praise you in a special way for um, reaching into our lives, you know, whether we always know it or not. And uh, this day, just help us to um, be aware, especially as we're, as we're coming to Mass, um, that you literally touch us. And in that place that we need um, your love and grace and healing and saving power to touch us the most and help us to respond to that in a life of, um, of reaching out to others as you have so graciously reached out to us. God, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love in the Holy Spirit and through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you so much. Thank you, Parker. Thanks, everybody. God bless you.